Hello and welcome to I Could Go On, the podcast where people go on and on and on about the things they love to talk about. For our first-time listeners, I'm your host, Caroline Herriter, and I have pretty severe ADHD. Now, something that comes along with ADHD and other mental and learning disabilities is special interests. These are things you pick up over time that you just love and you love to tell people about. I created this podcast as a safe space for people to do just that, to go on and on about the things that they love. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, my roommate, Sophie Mikos. Sophie is a wonderful photographer and a wonderful, wonderful roommate. I'm so lucky to have her, and I'm so lucky that she decided to join me today to talk about one of her favorite things in the world, Littlest Pet Shop and Littlest Pet Shop YouTube. All right, so without further ado, let's hear Sophie go on and on and on. You think about all the things that you love to do, it all comes true. Welcome to the I Could Go On podcast. Hello. Happy to have you here in our bedroom. (laughs) Thanks for meeting me here. I really appreciate it. Would you like to introduce yourself, Sophie? Sure. Um, So I am Sophie Mikos. I am a photography student at Columbia College Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you want to know specifically? Well, what will you be going on and on about today? So... I will be going on and on about Littlest Pet Shops, or LPS Tube specifically. So LPS Tube is a sub-community of YouTube uh, where people make videos of their toys called Littlest Pet Shops, or abbreviated would be LPS, and those videos can be anything ranging from music videos to self-written series or short films or just vlogs, anything in between. Think like an actual YouTuber but with toys. Yeah, so was it often like stop motion or like like just moving them around or so some people did do stop motion but that was very rare and it was usually a very brief video um most of the time it was people picking them up with their hands and like making them walk with their hands um for context for context for, for context Littlest pet shops are usually pets, animals, so dogs, cats, frogs, anything. So they would make them walk with their hands and also would move their heads kind of side by side to make it look like they were talking. Were you, I mean, I know the answer to this and we're going to get into it, but for the listeners, what aspect of it were you into? Were you just a viewer or were you a creator within this community? So I was both. Um... I started watching Littlest Pet Shop videos probably in like 2010. It started with Webkin's videos first. There was this YouTuber called Starry Star 33, I think. She made Webkin's pool party. Hello 
everybody. We are going to be swimming and such. We're just going to be having fun. So it'll be like a Webkins pool party sort of with two people. Two Webkins. Yeah. So yeah, we're just going to swim on. Swim on. And such. And here's the poolie. It's Very a pretty good. big poolie actually. And I can recite it word by word. I will not do that. Um, and that quickly brought me into LPS Tube, and I saw Willis Pet Shop Popular by Sophie GTV, and I was like, this is a cinematic masterpiece, I want to do it. Sophie and so then, that birthed my channels. Okay, so, the first one is called Starheart LPS. Um, it was very cute, just quick little username that I thought sounded good. Um, cute. quickly deleted it. Then I started Midnight Moonstar 55 because I had my little emo phase. Um, As one does. And how old were you at this point? Probably about 11. Okay. I was well, I was yeah. a youngin. Um, 11 was when my emo phase started too. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that. And then after Midnight Moonstar 55, there was Crafty Cutie LPS. I went back into my little cutesy girl era. That channel didn't really stick, but I influenced one of my friends to create a channel, and it was called Horror Cutie LPS, because we were we just functioned like that. Horror Cutie LPS. I mean, you know, it's that is H-O-R-R-O-R. LPS. L Cutie LPS. <laughs> um, so after I created Crafty Cutie LPS and my friend created Horror Cutie LPS, we kind of made videos on and off, and then I fell off. I wasn't really feeling that username anymore. I didn't really feel that I had found my identity in the community yet, which is why I changed my username so often. And then I found LPS Peer Media, I believe her channel was called, and it was very dark content for a YouTube channel based off of Willow's Pet Shops, but I loved it. I ate that up. Hello, beautiful people. Liz here with finally, yeah, 100 plus subscribers video. And yes, we are ecstatic and over 3,000 video views. We are just so thankful for getting this high even though it's kind of nothing compared to everyone else. Um, what kind of content was it? Like just like high school drama or like to some degree I can't remember what the series was called but she had like probably like a 20 episode series. Um, so these things went like in depth. Oh like, yeah. A full show. Uh-huh. Not just cute little, like, skits or shorts. Full production, I'm telling you. Um, I can't remember the content matter, but it was- it involved, like, triggering things, you know? Yeah. That children probably shouldn't have been involved in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we talked about Degrassi last week, and the amount- I had to do a trigger warning beforehand, because- You'd be surprised how children's and, like, teenagers' content, how graphic it can get. But I guess it's important, like, with growing up, you know, it's important to see things that then you might have to go through. Would you say that there was anything like that in LPS or, like, incorporated into LPS Tube? Like, were there any things that then went on to reflect your real life at all? To some degree, um... This specific series that I was referencing by LPS Pure Media, again, can't remember the name, but it talked about SH, we'll call it. No. Oh, yeah. No, I, no, I. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Ew. Um, I don't know what else I thought. About. It, it took me a second. Um, specifically, LPS Pure Media would do videos that were a little bit darker, a little bit heavier. 
Um, they weren't necessarily very graphic, but I'm recalling this from years ago. I cannot remember exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, it would include things that I could relate to, like bullying or having a hard time with family members or friends or things like that. And I resonated with her characters. That's cool. Did it, like, in that aspect, like, was it comforting growing up, like, watching that stuff and seeing characters, even though the characters themselves were tiny plastic animals, like, was it kind of comforting knowing that the tiny plastic animals got through it and so will you, or am I getting way too deep? (laughs) Um, I guess on a subliminal level, I would watch it because it was comforting, um, because it felt like a little guidance. Someone knew how it would end, how the story would end, and that, that, I guess, was comforting. Um, But I also just really liked drama. I wasn't really into the series that everyone else was watching around me, because, of course, I was into toys (laughs) Um, as a middle schooler. Um, But, yeah, I just really liked the drama of it. I liked the stories. I liked that the people making these videos played every role. They, They were the screenwriter. They were the cinematographer. They were the editor. Sometimes they were even a composer. Um, They were the voice actors. They did the channel art. They did the thumbnails. Like, they were the whole entire production in one person. And you can't really get away with that in the big world in cinema. So speaking of people, like, putting all that work into it, I mean, you mentioned you had a couple different channels. Did you do that? Was it all, like, just you? Or did you have friends helping out or anything? Most of the time it was just me. Um, But the reason I mentioned LPS Pure Media was, again, because she was a huge influence over me. But she actually led me to my final form, my final channel, I would say, Mm -hmm. um, which was True Harmony TV. That's a cute, that's a cute name. I like that. (laughs) That's awesome. And then I also just, I think it's cool. Maybe, maybe I'm reading like too far into it, but I think the idea that as you were like going through middle school, you had all the different channel names and then you like found your channel name and the one that like really reflects you. Cause I mean, at that age, like you're trying to find yourself. And I remember I went through a million different phases in like those three years of middle school, like between preppy, emo, sporty, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's, I mean, that's just a cool, like, little reflection on what it's actually like, like, growing up and trying to find yourself, and, like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but... No, I absolutely see it, because every time that I had a new username, it reflected my interests at the time, like, Crafty Cutie LPS, I also wanted to do polymer clay videos on, like, hence the crafty name, um, but True Harmony TV just felt like it fit, because... Would you say that you found True Harmony? (laughs) (laughs) I... No, (laughs) I'm never satisfied. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, no. Okay, so here's the thing. LPS Pure Media, her actual username. I was like, I really like this. I'm going to take inspiration from her name. So I just kind of looked up synonyms um, and generated a general idea of what I wanted my username to be. Because again, at this time, I had gone through so many different usernames. I still didn't feel like it was the brand that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the brand that I wanted to reflect me and my content. So, quick little rundown. Pure, true. You know, easy little synonym moment going on. Um, and then harmony was just a word that I liked. Like, it just rung a bell, I suppose. Um, and then TV, it, it, fit, it fit the content of the channel. It was like a yeah. television series, but on YouTube. And Cherony cool. TV was born in 2013. You finally got the channel name that was right to you walk us through 
the process of creating the channel and then like did you have different series or how did it come to be and then what was its final form so as a child does when they want to make a youtube channel they want to ask their parents because youtube at the time had a whole you if you click this box you're agreeing that you're over 13 years old and i was like i was 12 it was 2013 maybe even 11 um no i was 12 because this was in december but i was like well i don't want to do something bad um even though i had created other channels before this so i was like hey parents can i have your permission and they were like no and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it anyways so Damn. at my friend's house Defiant. quite a rebel right i'm a bad girl what can i say <laughs> So I I just created the channel, like, um, pulled up YouTube, put in the information, made like a Gmail account, just did all of the general setting up, and then I set up the channel, organized the channel, I put like a description in there, um, and at the time, this is important too, I had an Instagram account, um, so I wasn't necessarily starting off all from scratch, I wasn't just uploading videos hoping that they would stick with someone, mm-hmm. I had a Instagram account ar- at around like 9,000 followers, I want to say. Wait, so you started out with 9,000 followers on Instagram. Was your Instagram like short videos or I guess at that time Instagram was just photos. So how did you accumulate that following before even creating the channel? So another sub community of LPS tube is LPS Instagram. This is gonna turn into a game theory. (laughs) (laughs) Timeline thing. LPS Instagram is basically Littlest Pet Shop Photography. You would just take pictures, post them, post them to a hashtag, LPS, Littlest Pet Shop, whatever, LPS Photography even, um, and people would find each other, follow each other. Um, At this time, again, it was like 2013. There was follow for follow, there was like for like, repost for repost, like shout out for shout out even, there was everything. And so I grew my following a little bit that way. I feel like my, my pictures kind of spoke for themselves and just generated a following that way and again i'm not trying to toot my own horn i was taking pictures with an ipod touch like a fifth generation ipod touch or something like that um so it wasn't great quality it was literally just taking pictures in the daylight editing the like saturation a little bit and people ate that up as they should you're a brilliant photographer yeah i just i i posted pictures followed some people that i liked and then we followed each other and then a bunch of other people just started following me. It wasn't even just little spot shop photographers. It could have been American Girl doll photographers. It could have been people that were into webkins or whatever games children played at the time. I was gonna say Roblox, but I don't know if that was like a thing. Um, I was playing Duck Life a lot. Oh, Animal Jam. <laughs> so yeah, I I just posted pictures and then the 9,000 kind of racked them from from there. And I was like, hey, by the way, I have a channel. And so that's when my series Sister Spirit started. So you had your Instagram and then from there you started your show Sister Spirit. Can I get like a tagline or just what's your elevator pitch of Sister Spirit? God. Because I know, I know it's complicated. (laughs) It is complicated. So I'm going to try to make this short sister spirit is about two girls two sisters who are separated after an accident in which one of them has retrograde amnesia um and there's a bunch of miscommunications between the mom and the dad and the dad is like oh no um she's dead and the mom is like oh no i want a divorce um so mom takes the one girl who wasn't necessarily injured um 
and the dad takes the girl who was injured, but the mom and the other sister don't really know that she's actually alive and that the dad has her. This is a little bit complicated and it seems like there's plot holes because it's very hard to explain. Also, you made it when you were, what, 13? Yes, I was a child. Um, so, essentially what happens is they go to high school and the girls are living their separate lives until they run into each other and they're like, oh, haha, we have the same last name. That's so funny. Um, and it's just like an innocent little like hee hee haha. At this point, the audience doesn't know that they're sisters. We very much are introduced to them as these are two separate girls um, and we're getting to know them as the like protagonists of the story. And th- so throughout the, the story, the girls kind of run into each other a little bit more and weird magical things happen. So like one of them goes to pick up a piece of paper, the other one drops and there's like a zap and it's like a little bit of like a magical mystery drama type thing going on. It was very hard to execute with iMovie effects. <laughs> you can imagine how that, how that went. It. <laughs> it was mostly just sound effects. So yeah, it, it developed that way. And then of course, at the end of the series, you were su- towards the end of the series, you were supposed to find out um, that they were indeed sisters, but there's just kind of this whole buildup of them being like, what if we're sisters? And then eventually, like, horrible things happen, and then they realize that their parents were lying to each other, and yeah! So that's Sister Spirit. <laughs> you know what it's kind of giving? Did you ever read My Sister the Vampire? No, or I don't know what that like is. My Twin Sister the Vampire? It was some <laughs> book, but it's, like, about two twin sisters who they were separated because their dad's a vampire and one of the sisters is a vampire and then they go to the same high school but they like realize pretty early like oh we're twins <laughs> but yeah that sounds like i at 13 would never be able to come up with something like that like i feel like that's a testament to your creativity that not only were you able to come up with the idea but you put pen to paper and then you shot it and produced it and edited it and voiced it and everything like that's some serious determination and creative ability especially at that age like not to (laughs) just be like (laughs) hyping you up but like that's just that's really awesome i just think that that's cool as hell that you were able to do that and put that all together yeah i don't know know (laughs) but so you made Sister Spirit, you made the series, and you said towards the end, but were you able to, like, get to the end, or what What happened with that? The answer to that would be no, because although I had the story down, I did not have it entirely scripted. I actually scripted on a, like, as-needed basis, I, su- I suppose, so after I scripted the first episode, I would film it, edit, upload it, um, and then I would get started on the second episode. That's... A horrible method, a horrible system, um, but I was a child. But it worked! (laughs) You were doing this without any screenwriting classes or anything? (laughs) Like, just the fact that you were doing it in the first place. It doesn't matter if your methodology isn't the best, but yeah, you were a a kid with no experience and that's just going based on how you thought it worked. (laughs) Props to you for even doing it, like, oh my god. (laughs) It was fun. Um... But yeah, um, probably after, I want to say, it was supposed to be around maybe a 10-episode series. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but probably around, like, the 4 or 5 mark, I just kind of, like, fell off. It wasn't the quality that I wanted it to be, because at this time I was filming on my iPod. Um, so I was filming in a shed out in my backyard. Like, the, the set design wasn't necessarily where I wanted it to be. And I lost 
a lot of my motivation because of very specific drama that happened on LPS Instagram. So I was, I was gonna bring up the drama because I know you've just told me in like your spare time, but I just want to say like, this sounds like a very rich community. And unfortunately that is something that like comes with a most internet communities, probably all internet communities. I see people beefing on r, da- r slash OBGYN. <laughs> like, any internet community has its drama, and the fact that you were directly involved in it, that's wild. So I need, like, you gotta tell the story. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a tricky one. Um, so, around this time, it was, I want to say 2015, um give or take a few years um it was spring break of i want to say my like final year of middle school um if not when does when does easter happen whenever that was happening is that spring break so i want to say that this happened around spring 2015 um i was april may yeah i was in like eighth grade i want to say um and this this is around the time where I wanted to like start getting more serious about LPS tube and really commit to Sister Spirit, but I had also been getting overwhelmed with middle school because I had confided in a friend. This is this is two different stories of being bullied. I told a friend who went to my middle school that I made Lilith's Pet Shop videos, and she and her other friend terrorized me about it. In gym class, we would do what they called a warm-up, and we would take a couple laps around the gym, and they would shout across the gym, Lilith's Pet Shop videos at me, and it made me so violent, I wanted to shake them to death. Shake them like a baby. Um, yes. Like, Oh, it made me so mad. Like, I I confided in her. I was excited to share it with her because I thought she was my friend. Um, But she was mean. I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's okay. So, on top of about to go to high school and being worried if people would find out about what I like to do in my spare time, I had also come across this girl in the community that wasn't too fond of me, um, but I didn't know it at the time. So, how it happened was... On Instagram, I would follow people back who followed me. Um, I didn't like to follow anyone on that account that wasn't following me because that account was very community-based to me. Like, I wanted to make sure that I had connections with the people that I was following and vice versa because I did have a separate account that I followed people who didn't follow me back on. That's just how I liked things at the time. Um, You had, like, a page for your mutuals and then a page for you to just, like, follow whoever you wanted to follow. Exactly. Um, so, this girl, I will name drop, LPS Rustic, her name is Casalia, um, so I'll refer to her as both, um, for context, um, she follows me, so I'm like, oh, her photography's gorgeous, people are, like, reposting her stuff, shouting her out, and I'm like, oh, like, it's so pretty, like, the colors are gorgeous, the hues are gorgeous, like, the, the contrast and the, like, everything about it was pretty, um, and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna follow this girl, so I follow her, um, And she follows me back. And then I was like, you know what? She's not posting a lot. I'm going to unfollow her. So I unfollow her. Um, And she unfollows me. And I'm like, cool. So then a couple days go by and she follows me again. I'm like, oh, she's posting again. So I follow her back. This goes on for a multitude of times. A dozen times, I want to say. And then at some point she DM'd me or I DM'd her. And I was like, hey, like, why are we doing this? Um, And it was like a very, like, catty, like, back and forth, like, 
oh just because I don't want to like I don't and I explained myself I was like I don't want to follow anyone who's not following me because I have a separate page for that um if you want to be mutuals I would like to be mutuals like that's that's my explanation and she was just like okay so that little drama happened that little drama happened and then shortly after that I want to say I decided I want to take a break from the community so with Instagram you can't deactivate or delete your account um if you want to keep your username you have to change the username before you delete it yeah once you delete it that username is gone forever exactly and I wanted to keep my username Jeromey TV because I had plans on coming back so what I would do um because I did this a couple of times with other accounts I would have a backup page I always had like a backup page um, I would take True Harmony TV, change the backup page's username to True Harmony TV, and then change, obviously before that, before that, change True Harmony TV to like True Harmony TV V V V. Um, so people still knew it was my account, but like I could switch the usernames. And this morning, after spending the night at my friend's house, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to change the username. I'm going to delete this main account with the nine thousand followers, um, and start fresh whenever I feel like it. So. I go in, change the username. I think I posted something even. And I was like, hey guys, I'm going to be switching accounts. Um, I'm going to be taking a break. I'm going to start fresh. Oh, so you posted about it. Yeah, I she... think I think that's what happened. So, um, or maybe not. I'm not sure because this did happen a couple of times. So I go in to the backup account and I'm sitting at my friend's little kitchen island and I type in True Harmony TV in the username and it says error. This username is taken and I felt my heart drop. I was like, no, that can't be right. So you had just changed. I had just changed it like within seconds. For someone to steal it, they had to have been like looking at my account. Yeah. So (laughs) I on the backup account, I search up True Harmony TV and an account pops up um, and it's my username. But it is a specific profile picture, a specific bio, a specific name. Um, and I just, I, I just knew. Um, and so I turned to my friend Nancy and I go, Cassalia just took my username. And she's like, what? She didn't believe me. She knew we had a gripe with each other, but like, she just didn't think it, she just thought it was like catty, like drama, you know? That's some like hateful stuff to be like checking and like waiting for you to change your username so that she could then like what impersonate you or mm-hmm. she was obsessed like, how <laughs> hate how much hate do you have to have for someone to be that obsessed with them like that's insane person stuff that's not normal she was a character we'll we'll get into this we'll get into the specifics in a second about that You make True Harmony TV. You have your series going, Sister Spirit. You get a couple episodes in, start to fall off, and then something happens. This girl stole my identity. Find out more about that next week, 7 p.m., Saturday night, 88.1 WCRX FM. That's my radio announcer voice. Sorry to cut it short there, folks, but unfortunately, 
Sophie went on for a little too long. But don't worry, that means we're going to get an epic part two to this episode next week, same time, 7 p.m. Saturday night on 88.1 WCRX. Please make sure to tune in. This next episode gets crazy. The drama of the LPS tube community is some of the wildest stuff I have ever heard. And Sophie did such a great job telling it. I'm so thankful to her that she was really able to relive some trauma for us. And I hope that you guys will tune in because it's just so wild. Once again, thank you so much to Sophie. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you'd like to follow me on social media, my Instagram is at kara.hara. That's C-A-R-A-H-A-R-A. And you can find Sophie on Instagram at Sophie Mikos. That's with a P-H-M-I-K-O-S or at Soph Mikos. And if you liked the music used in the intro and outro, you can find it on SoundCloud under Charlotte Herriter. She's my favorite little sister and my favorite musician. All right, thank you so much. Make sure to tune in next week for part two, where Sophie goes on and on and on about the LPS YouTube community and the drama that comes with it.